talks right here we gonna talk about it right here we gonna talk about everything you like i'ma make it real real clear it's today talks right here we gonna talk about it right here i'm gonna talk about everything you like i'ma make it real real quick because it's today talks and i'ma talk about it yeah because it's today talks thank you and i'ma talk about it Welcome to this episode of the Tanae Talks Podcast. Remember, Tanae Talks is a podcast that educates and entertains. Tanae Talks and you listen, period. Today's episode is about hairstylist etiquette, your hairdresser, your hairstylist, beauty industry, and all that jazz. Um, we'll be talking about, you know, what clients and stylists feel from a client's perspective and from the professional's perspective. This topic is near and dear to me because I've been going to get my hair done since I was about, I don't know, like seven years old. And so I have some beauty industry experts with me on today. I have Corinthian Carruthers. And Corinthian is the owner of Creative Hair School of Cosmetology in Flint, Michigan. I have Javon Bush, who is a professional and celebrity nail tech. And I also have Chantel Harvey, who is the owner of Bundles Luxury Hair in Farmington Branch, Texas. So welcome to the show, ladies. Hi. Hey, 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 hey. I got on my um my Flint verse everybody shirt because we Flint heavy in here. Okay. <laughs> Flint verse everybody, period, period, on top of period. I just want to start off by saying I think the Midwest got the best beauty industry professionals anyway. I can tell you gotta unmute your mic, boo. <clears throat> <laughs> I think it's back to like last last night. Um, this show is probably going to air in the spring, but that's okay. I was watching the Wendy Williams biopic yesterday. Hair was trash the whole time. Like, oh, like I went and looked at old Wendy Williams from like the early 90s. Her hair was just horrible. And I was like, she should have went to a Flint hairstylist. Because <laughs> one thing about Flint and Detroit, we don't play about hair in the beauty industry oh no 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 we definitely we got our own flavor for sure so before we get started on this topic I want everybody to know where it came from so Javon celebrity nail tech tell them what you do actually it was one of my customers and we were trying to find her a stylist and she was like I'm having such a problem and I'm like all right I'm gonna help you out so we started going through stuff and we started contacting people and the stuff that was happening was just ridiculous. I had never, ever, ever seen no stuff like this in my <laughs> whole life. And I've been in the beauty industry for 20 some years now, you know, and so I, I'm on both sides of it. I'm a I'm a active participant, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And I'm a patron. So I understand 
And I was like, we need to talk about it. I ain't gonna name drop because ain't nobody gonna help me fight out here in Dallas. <laughs> I will. But I'll go ahead and, okay. We got okay. you. Okay, okay. First everybody. Okay. <laughs> well, that's it. Then we name drop You know, that's just what it is, then. Wait a minute, I got a professional job besides okay. this. Okay, but if we do it low-key, tell me low-key. I'll tell you low-key. <laughs> I'll leave, drop it all below. Drop it all below. Oh. So the gag is, you know, she said, as she said, she's a professional and a participant, but the girls the girls are upset lately with beauty hair professionals, and that's why I had to have the beauty industry professionals on to maybe give their side of the story. And so before we get into that, Corinthian, I, I call her Twinkle, y'all. So everybody knows her as Twinkle. Twink. So Twinkle, tell us how you got into the beauty care, hair care industry. Well, for the specific reasons that y'all are, that we're on this platform today was why I did not want to get in this industry. Because growing up, I always saw like my mom, her and I want to get our hair done and the services were bad. Like the wait time periods were long. It was terrible. But anyways, I got in the industry because I had nothing else to do after high school. <laughs> <laughs> and that's real. <laughs> I mean, it's real, right? And so, you know, my mom and dad owned the school at the time. So I'm like, well, let me just jump in here and see what I can do. And then Siobhan, uh, she was another influence of mine as well. She tried to get me to um, uproot my seat, but no, I couldn't leave with her. <laughs> so anyways, I stayed back. <laughs> <laughs> I stayed back. I went to school and um, I learned a lot. Like I started, I feel like I'm professional. I feel like I'm, I'm a professional stylist. So um, I was able to identify, you know, even the girls that I was attending school with just how they was the bomb in hairstyling, but their services was terrible. Right. And, right. you know, me, I, I want to take, take a different approach starting off early because I didn't do hair growing up. I wasn't the best stylist, but I was professional. Like I, I have yeah I'm glad we having this conversation love it Chantel how did you get into the beauty of the business of hair so some people may know my story um I could not do hair before I went to hair school I didn't know anything about hair and I was in somebody's seat every two weeks prior to moving to Texas once I moved to Texas I could not find a hairstylist um I'm pretty sure it was some good ones out there I just didn't run across them and it was and time after time, seeing the need for hair, I was just like, dang. I start, I was actually going to Walmart to get a trim, and I would flat iron my own hair. That's all I could Wow. <laughs> well, you're better than me because I can't do hair, period. That's why it's short. <laughs> but wait, let me tell my story. I ain't get to tell my story. We was coming right oh, on okay, you. Okay. <laughs> okay, Today talks. Today, okay, my baby. Zero C. Zero C. I'm going to um so Chantel everybody be want to shine everybody be want to shine <laughs> so Chantel so you actually uh I I left corporate um I was a corporate for 13 years before I made my transition it was actually by the grace of God prayer he showed me my passion and that's how it ended up on his end when I came into the industry I did see that they were lacking a lot of professionalism and service I mean people don't understand they were actually taking care they were doing styling here but not taking care of the hair so that was the aspect that I wanted to happen to or the part of the industry I wanted to tap into when it came to hair. So that's how I kind of made my transition into the industry. That's dope. I like that. So Twinkle, you got in because 
you said the service was unprofessional. And I like Chantel's take on it, that the, the idea of taking care of hair, not just putting a bomb style on your hair. And then a week later, your hair is falling out, you know, the in the breakage, not just caring for the hair. So I love that. So Siobhan, you know, you're a nail technician. But I ain't start there. Let well, me tell, tell you. Tell us how you got it. I'm going? like not Chantel or Twinkle because okay. I did hair. Y'all better tell them, Twinkle, I did hair. Thank and you. some people might say I was better at that than I was at nails. But, you know, people, I remember I was at the school and this girl <laughs> wanted some waves and she ain't had no hair on the side and I just couldn't do it. So I was like, nah. <laughs> and that was it for me after that. I dropped out of hair school and I went to nail school and I've been doing nails ever since. But I will say this. I like how both of them said that they professional stylists. Mm -hmm. Let me hit you with this because we all look pretty different. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? We all in three different type of settings. I consider myself a professional hood stylist. You know what I'm saying? The best. I'm on time. You can book <laughs> on my website. I'm going to cut your ass out if you late. I'm going to charge you. And so I'm going to be able to be all over on this podcast <laughs> because I'm I'm both of the people we finna talk about. And I'm just be real with y'all because that's why I came to tonight because she going to let me be real and yes, we going to just put it out here. We're going to put it out there. And I love that. I love that. I, first of all, I love the fact that you kept it real with the young lady who did not have enough inches to get the style that she wanted. Cause y'all remember that scene on, uh, I wanna say it was beauty shop, but the girl came in there and she ain't had no hair, but it was a new male stylist. And she was like, I want him to do my hair. And then Reagan Gomez Preston character was like, what is he gonna braid, your eyebrows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, you got to be able to keep it real with a client and not just be, just take their money. Right. And so I think that speaks volumes to your character because you could have taken her money and made her look a mess when she walked out that door. But you are honest and professional enough to say that, hey, this style is not meant for your hair. And a lot of people will scam you out of that. And let me tell you how I learned that, though. Big twinkle, you know what I'm saying? Big Carissa. Her mom. Her mom. Miss Coco. She always told me that one bad review, that one person hey. gonna tell 20 more people, and them 20 people gonna at least tell 10 more people. So that's how bad that she, that stuff was gonna you circulate. Can on here. Oh, that's so bad. That's how bad <laughs> we that shit was. Gonna, we hey, they know I cuss. <laughs> that shit was gonna circulate so bad. Oh, that was doing the bad weed. Like, no, nah, we ain't gonna do that. We gotta figure something else out. So but you, you know the great thing miss. about uh, it's it, it's clients for everybody. Like we all have our different areas, and you you know your clients they love that about you. There's nothing wrong with that. If you know if that's the kind of clients you have, and they're willing to accept that, it's nothing. I feel like being honest, being you, and being true to your clients. That's what people love about you. Mm -hmm. That's the number one thing of, of customer service. I love that you touched on that, Siobhan, about what Miss Coco said about word to mouth advertising yeah. what people don't realize is that you can spend thousands of dollars on advertising but that does nothing compared to that word of mouth service and i learned that years ago i used to work at cedar point amusement park america's rock and roller coast in sandusky okay. ohio and that's the one one of the things that they told us when i worked there you don't see a lot of commercials for cedar point you may see one or twice a year but they told us that their number one currency is their customers who walk through the gates of that park 
And they said, if like she said, one bad review, that means that they're not going to tell, they're going to tell their friends and that's going to be bad for business. But if they have a great experience, then people are going to come back and come back. And Cedar Point is the number one roller coaster amusement park in the world to this day. And I've gone to Disney World and Disneyland, hands down, nothing beats Cedar Point in my opinion. So you want to go visit, that's word of mouth advertising right there, right? So right. my first experience um, going to the hairdresser in Flint, like uh, Siobhan said, the Midwest hairstylist, hair is really big in Flint, Detroit. So we used to go to the beauty school. The beauty school was a big thing. Mr. Dave's School of Beauty, School of Cosmetology, Edwards School, uh, which Creative Hair School, which Twinkle and her mother owns, well, her family owns, took over the Edwards School of Cosmetology and they bought the building in their uh, creative hair school of cosmetology. Now they're located on, you're on Miller Road, correct? Mm -hmm. yep. They have expanded and taken. So I remember the whole experience of just going to the hairdresser. It was something that I could use as a bonding experience with my mom. I love getting mm -hmm. my hair shampooed and I love getting my scalp massage. The scalp massage was everything to me. And so that would be kind of sporadic. I had an ongoing hairstylist from the seventh grade until I was 22 years old. Mm -hmm. And her name is Burnett Jones Coleman. And she uh, owns Nets Crown and Glory in Flint, Michigan. So if you're in the Flint area, make sure you go see her. But as Chantel mentioned, she specialized in healthy hair. My hair was always healthy and thick in high school. I wore the, the long, the wrap, or as you could say, and she wasn't big on styling as a teen. She wasn't going to cur color my hair. She was all about maintaining healthy hair. And that was just a time for us to come and bond. And I remember she told me hairstylists are like your, your own personal therapist. There mm -hmm. were things that you could share with your therapist that me being a teen coming of age, maybe I didn't want to share with my mom or my friend, but you had that friend in your stylist. So my question to you ladies is, what was your first experience as a patron of services and how did that make you feel? And we can start with uh, Siobhan. Baby, <laughs> Twinkle about to remember this the first time I got my hair done as an adult. Not like an adult, but like getting my hair done myself. I went to, I can't even remember the name, but Menelika did my hair and she dyed my hair red and my curls fell out. Remember that, Twinkle? And we had to get those fades after that. That was my first time going to get my hair done by myself outside of going where my mama told me to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was a horrible experience for me. And I was like, hold on, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Right. But after that, I picked a stylist. I, I learned to pick the people who could do the things that would keep my hair on my head. Because <laughs> my hair done fell out like three times behind color. First of all, that's important. <laughs> because if you don't do hair, keep the client's hair. Yeah. So they can keep coming back. Chantel, what's your first experience? So my first experience, my auntie, she was actually a stylist at, um, oh my God, what was that salon on Clara Road that Pac-Man used to work at? Miss Williams, that's where she worked at. And um, we would be in the salon all day. I mean, because my mom would drop me off and she would just do, do my hair in between clients. But when I got older and I started going to the salon by myself, my first experience, of course, my hair was fabulous, but the wait time, I did not like sitting in the salon three and four hours on a Saturday waiting for a 45 minute hairstyle. Mm -hmm. So I vowed when I became a stylist that I would not have my clients waiting to be seen two and three hours before or have them sitting under the dryer for two hours and their hair already dry. 
So that was my experience. Other, I mean, my hair was always healthy. It always looked nice. But that wait time, that was one thing that I just could not deal with. And I didn't realize it was something wrong with it until I got away from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss Twinkle, your first experience as a patron of getting your hair done. Girl, it ain't a good one. So, um, I think I was like seven or eight, right? And I was at my grandmother's house, my dad's mom. And my parents, would they would always take vacations and be gone. So I'm at my grandmother's house. My dad's sister is there. She swears she's a hairstylist. She was not a hairstylist. (laughs) While my parents were gone, she put a relaxer in my hair without my mom's permission and changed the whole course of my hair and my whole, you know, just that whole situation of even trying to have healthy hair and then from that point my mom was like we got to get this girl hair back <laughs> so, <laughs> for sure so I always was getting braids and y'all know I always wear braids but yeah from like that point on my mom was like we gotta get your hair braided and when I did go and get my hair done I was in the salon like Miss Harvey said for hours just sitting there waiting I'm a young girl in the salon for hours for no reason like you know so it was just like a bad experience and so that's why I didn't even want to get in this industry because for one my auntie took my hair out when I was seven (laughs) and then you know going to salons and waiting all day so bad experience wow so the the, whole child it it can be (laughs) so sitting in sitting in the salon right so like I, I had like I went to my stylist from seventh grade until I was 22 and she she had her own salon in her basement like it was a full scale salon in her basement so I didn't have to wait long periods of time I literally was in there at most an hour and a half and but that's how she spaced it out she was really good with time management but my mom basically lived in the salon okay <laughs> she would be there for hours, but she really just loved the camaraderie of it all. But sometimes it would just be back to back to back to back clients. So I want to read something from, uh, according to Indeed.com, uh, what the job description of a hairstylist is and what a hairstylist is supposed to do, because that is also one of the crux of this conversation, because no shade, no tea to y'all, but y'all hairstylists, y'all profession, y'all starting to piss me off with this whole idea that y'all not about to wash people's hair. They're starting to piss me off too. That y'all not going to wash hair. Um, that you got that the, the part that really pisses me off to no end is that it's an extra charge if Foolish. you want to get your hair washed. So we're going to read what what you're supposed to do. Okay, and it's not to y'all because I know y'all ain't cut like that. But for the for the rest of the world or stylists who may be listening to this. And also before this show, I talked to one of my friends earlier and she had made an appointment to get a sew-in. And when she got there, the girl was like, why your hair ain't washed? <laughs> right. And she was like, well, I booked my appointment to get my sew-in. You know, my hair is dirty. I don't want to get a sew-in with dirty hair. She was like, well... I didn't allot time for that. That's an a la carte service that you need to add on. The fuck? Right. <laughs> a, la a la carte. So okay. let me let for those, for the, for the people in the back who don't know, the stylists out there who don't know, according to Indeed.com, hairstylist duties and responsibilities. 
Number one, hairstylists work with customers or clients to help them achieve the look that they want. Hairstylist duties and responsibilities include, but are not limited to. And the number one thing on the list, guys, you can't even see it, is shampoo. That's shampoo. the number one thing on the list. It says shampoo, cut, dye, and style hair. Apply chemicals to change texture of hair. And that's very important, even when you go to the hair store and you see uh, the, the, the Clairol dyes or the dark and lovely, it says make sure this is applied by a professional because this is what you guys went to school for to learn how it works with hair textures, pH balance, all of that. It says that a hairstylist works with razors, trimmers, and other implements to achieve a desired look. Give clients advice on how to maintain a hairstyle or look. Style clients for special events such as weddings and photo shoots, order and maintain supplies for hairstyling and coloring, which means as a client, I shouldn't have to bring my own stuff unless I want to. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Suave is not a professional shampoo. And it's not, not even the one that say professional. Or custom made. Or custom made. what I see. <laughs> It says ensure work areas are clean and in alignment with applicable health and safety regulations, hairstylist skills and qualifications. Successful hairstylists have training and experiences. Hairstylists also need a wide range of skills um, unique to the trade, such as knowledge of hairstyles, trends and expertise to achieve these goals. Experience using different types of scissors, trimmers, and other tools to create hairstyles. Knowledge of chemicals for hairstyles, including coloring agents and solutions that change their hair texture. A willingness to learn about new styles and techniques. And that's what I respect about Chantel and Tweakle. You guys are always sharing, you know, different classes you're attending to be up to date on what's happening with hair. I love that. The ability, ability to communicate with customers and understand their needs. So what, what do y'all say about that? Does that entail what a stylist do? And would you say that your colleagues adhere to what was just read? Who want to go first? <laughs> so the colleagues in my salon, they adhere to what was read. Um, I think it's foolish for a person to even spend eight coins with somebody that's not willing to wash their hair. You're not getting my funds. I'm not the hairstylist. You're the hairstylist. How can I guarantee? So what a lot of people don't understand with the sewing, your hair is going up in the sewing for two months. So if I tell you to come with your hair wash, first of all, I don't know what you put on your, on your hair. I don't know if your hair has the proper nutrients, vitamins that's needed to get your hair healthy during those two months while it's in a sew-in. And I, you know, I don't know what's going on with the products you use. So I'm just putting it up. I mean, I don't care about your hair. If I'm allowing you to wash it at home, come in my salon, and then I sew it up. So with all my services, a shampoo is required. I'm gonna, you're going to pay for it. If you come in with your hair wash, I'm going to rewash your hair before I put it up. It's just a part of the service I offer. It's no way that I can guarantee you healthy hair if I did not put the products on your hair prior to putting it up in a sew-in. It's crazy. And to me, it's lazy. Yeah, I want to say something real quick. So um, working in a beauty school, I feel like when students come into school, they're here to build up their confidence, right? So the shampoo service is that part where you're going to connect oh. with your clients. Like that's yeah. when your client's going to be able to tell if you know what you're doing. If you're exactly. giving a 10 minute shampoo service, they don't know. No, she ain't 
she ain't solid. <laughs> so right. you like, you cannot skip that process. That's part of the bonding. That's part of the connecting with you and your clients. And I feel like a lot of times today, a lot of the stylists aren't interested in connecting with the clients. They just want the dollars. It's not about getting to know the client, their hair history. Um, what do we need to do to correct your issues or how can I treat your hair, uh, you know, according to what you want? That's where it starts at the shampoo bottle. So stylists that are telling their clients to come already shampooed to me, that's, that's disrespecting the industry because now you're not, you're, you, you're not professional, period. You're just not professional. If I got to come and shampooed. You're right. right. And uh, Corinthian, one, and a bigger thing about this, when people, so when I, when people come in, everyone gets a consultation in my salon. We go over your hair, you know, what kind of education you on, what you've done in the last, five years to your hair. I need to know. Wait, did you, did you, you say what type of medication you're on? Yeah. What type of medication? Oh, I need to know important. what type of medication yeah. you're taking. I need to know because I'm able to look at the scalp and see if it's spots on it or if you have lupus or if you have thyroid. I can look at your scalp and tell you that. Well, then when you sit, but you may have oil or build up on your hair. So when you go to my shampoo bowl and I do a clarifying on you, that's when I can tell if your hair is lacking moisture, lacking protein, what your hair need, what do I need to feed your hair so that it continues to grow? I don't know that until I remove every product that you have from your hair. So if I'm skipping that step, then I'm skipping hair care, yep. period. That's good. Okay, so... I like what y'all did just now. Did it? Wasn't it great? It was great. <laughs> I'm finna go all the way away from that though because <laughs> I feel like it's two different type of stylists mm -hmm. and I think it's two different type of customers that we're coming up on right now. We got the regular stylist, then we got the Insta kind. We got the Insta famous oh, kind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know you what I'm saying? That. We got the kind that's going to give you the look. And then we got the kind that's going to take care of your hair. And I think often the, the Insta kind overshadow the real hairdressers because of what they put forward. You know what I'm saying? And everybody knows all the salons that I worked in. I ain't got to name none of them. <laughs> but they'll see that hair on today and they won't see those edges gone when they come in to get that hair glued back on. So that's, you know... And, and how y'all talk about how, you know, they don't really tell you how to maintain your hair mm -hmm. when you're getting all that stuff done. They're not telling you if your hair going to fall out. And then most of the time, like I said, that, that foundation is everything. They're not connecting with you yeah. because they don't know nothing about you. They ain't asking about your hair. They come in, girl, this girl had the audacity to tell us to have the hair braided already for the sew-in. It had to be washed and braided. I said, how, Sway? I said, how she gonna have the hair braided already? And you don't even know if she hasn't leave out, if she getting, how is she supposed to have the hair braided? So I think the foundation, and, and then a lot of these girls ain't even going to school, so they don't know the proper foundation. They just getting good at hair, and people right. tell them they good at hair, and they doing hair, and that's just it. We just doing hair. We ain't washing hair. We're not hairstylists. We just doing hair, and I don't understand it. I don't even know what just doing hair is. <laughs> All right. So... I, I, there was a lot of information shared. I really loved how Chantel said I'm able to pick up on. Really, I think Chantel cut out. Oh, can you hear me? 
I can hear you now. So yeah, I really love how you just touched on just being able to see health implications based on a person's scalp, based on their skin, because as it relates to the integumentary system, right? Hair, skin, and nails is all a part of it. That's that's included in your education and learning about being a cosmetologist as opposed to just doing hair, mm -hmm. as Siobhan says. So and I really, doing nails. And do, yes, I do nails. And we're going to have all of their information down in the show notes below. So make sure that you go and follow them because they know what they're talking about. We're running out of time here, guys. We're recording. Um, but I want to ask before we go, what are some best practices that stylists and clients should adhere to from you guys' um, perspective? And we can start with Corinthian. Well, first I'm going to say, I feel that all client, I'm sorry, all stylists should do consultations. Um, that should be first and foremost, when you're taking on any client, even your older clients, the one that, the ones that come, come uh, regularly, you should still be able to sit down with them and have a conversation about their maintenance, their practices and all those things. And be professional as a stylist. You have to be professional. If you ask people for their money, you're providing the service. You you have to know what you're doing and know your stuff. And when it and then when it comes down to clients, um, clients are gonna have their expectations. Period. Like they're going to walk into an establishment or wherever you are, and they're gonna you know expect to be treated professionally, not looked down upon for whatever reason. If they have hair conditions or if they, you know, like just they're going to have their thing. But clients should. Um, just be graceful with your stylist. If you see she's trying and you, and you see that she is um, doing her best to provide a good service. And if there's something that you want to tell her, tell her, don't run to the streets and put it on Instagram and Facebook <laughs> and all that stuff. Right. Her know, like, hey, look, I came and, you know, I didn't like this particular part about your service or could we change this and that? Just, you know, keep, keep it professional. Chantel, what say you? For clients, I would say uh, make sure you ask questions to your stylist. I just honestly feel like no one should have to pay for a 15-minute consultation to be educated. That's our job. My job is this. When I know every client that comes through my door and I do a consultation with them, they're going to come back for a service. That's yeah. just guaranteed at the end of the day, unless they want something extreme that I don't offer. But if you're a client and you want to grow your hair back and you care about your hair, I don't have to charge you. $20, $25 for a 15-minute consultation because guess what? I'm going to make thousands of dollars off of you over time. So sometimes you Say have it. to look at the bigger picture. So make sure that they're educating you. You're asking the right questions and you're happy with the services being provided. If you're not, then don't continue to go and spend your money. And also be on time for your appointments just like you want a stylist to be on time for you. I, before you stylist, before you finish with that, I want to segue into uh, one question before we run out of time about being on time. How should you as the stylist or how should the client be uh, compensated. compensated when when they're on time and then the stylist is is like super behind and didn't warn them, didn't let them know? How is that handled or how should it be? In your opinion, how should it be standardized across the board? So for me, um, I definitely always try to catch my clients before they get here, but sometimes things happen. So I'll try to let them know because most of the time they want to stop and come eat. They're coming from work or they want to stop at the mall or something. So that gives them time. If I cannot catch them and they have to wait longer than 15 minutes, I actually provide them with a complimentary service or I'll take something off their ticket Yeah, because I feel like no one should have to wait on me to pay me. Yep. That's right. That's good. 
I love that. That was great. And what say you about that? Um, I want to say that um, stylists about the, the laws that they should go by, mm -hmm. they need to learn to say no. If you booked up, say no. Yes. If you can't provide the service, say no. no. There's yes. there's nothing wrong with telling somebody, hey, I'm not comfortable doing that. That's not what I do. That's not my thing. That's not my style. Don't take my money when you can't give me my service. That's just what that it. is. You know what it. I'm saying? And then I also want the patrons, like like Chantel said, start asking these hoes questions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bro, clients, be clients, not hoes. No, 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 these stylists. <laughs> And I'm going to read your website as a consumer. You need to read. Most people have yes. all that stuff plastered all over. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Read. And if you want to get a service, hey, drop that deposit. That lets me know you coming. That secures your spot and that secures my time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. No, you got to look for somebody that's giving you what, what you want to have for and sure. don't pay nobody who not giving you what you want to have because that's your money. You paying that's these real. people two and three hundred dollars. And I know for me, most people need the the nail spot paying me a hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. Get what you want. You know what I'm saying? Right. Get, exactly. get, get what you want to get while you're here. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I, like I said, I'm the ghetto girl and the regular girl. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be on time for my appointment. You know, it might be some fugazi going on in the process, <laughs> but I'm there. You know what I'm saying? I'm here for it. And she's personable. And I'm personable. <laughs> and they love me. And, That's right. And look for somebody that you want to build a relationship with, not just somebody you want to do your hair one time. A lot of these new girls don't understand that a part of being in the game 15 and 20 years is a, is a relationship with a person. It's it's come it's it's business over time. It's someone becoming your client and not just someone who's coming to get their nails done. It's, um, you know, I see a lot of times these new girls, they don't even do fill-ins, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So that's that's how does how do you expect somebody to be a repeat person when you want two and three hundred dollars from every time they come? So just know what you sign it up for. If you want to just get you something for the weekend and try you something new, that's fine. But if you're looking for somebody to take care of you because your hair, your nails, your skin, right. that's a part of your body. Right. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And then you're spending hundreds of dollars on it. Right. Yeah. I think that was just wonderful advice, wonderful insight. And before we close out, I want to, I, I just want to thank you ladies for what you do and what you do for women. And I, I close out with a story about that connection and that clientele and building a relationship over, over years. My mom passed on, but the salad she was going to, she had been going to her since the uh, mid nineties. And my mother ended up losing her job. Um, she ended up having to get a lawsuit against her job. And she lost her job December of 2012. So she was getting no income. She couldn't get unemployment, any of that, because of the lawsuit. During that, from 2013 until, so from January 2013 until August 2014, when my mom was able to win her lawsuit, her hairdresser did my mom's hair for free. Shout out to Tarika, AKA China Dow. She did her hair for free sometimes twice a week because over the years, they all, they looked out for each other. They mm -hmm. maintained a relationship with one yeah. another. If my mom got extra money, she would give it to her, all of this. And you want to know when my mom won her lawsuit, Tarika was blessed. And I mean, blessed. <laughs> so that's awesome. what it means. It's not all about taking somebody's money. It's about right. making people feel good also mm -hmm. too in their lowest moments and my, my mom was in her lowest moment during that time and she even you know did her hair in the grave 
you know, at, when came to moon to the funeral home to do her hair. And that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And so thank you ladies for your time and true Tanae Talks fashion. Uh, this is your time to give your shout out. And I just hope that today's talk is helpful to that young stylist out there that's trying to build and be in the game for a long time. So we got one minute. Uh, Chantel, give your shout out. <laughs> shout out to my clients. Thanks Tanae for having me. I appreciate you ladies. You can find us at Bundles Electric Hair Co. online. We're located at 13740 Midway Road in Farmers Branch, Texas. Follow us on IG at Bundles Luxury Hair Co. That's it. Shout out to my mom, my brother, and everyone at Creative Hair School, all the beauty school students out there. Shout out to you guys. May you enter the world, be successful, and use your tools. Hey, <laughs> follow me online. Y'all know I'm thugging at Yes I Do Nails, the beauty boutique. Thank you, tonight for having me. Thank y'all for touching on this subject. If y'all still listening live, we still live on my Facebook page. Me and Tanae going to talk a little bit more, and we're going to take some questions from the people that's viewing. Um, and just, hey, mo hair, grow hair. Mo hair, grow hair. Hey.